I like going into batteries are yeah, 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 kind yeah. of mm-hmm. I go in and I, do you sell batteries here? <laughs> I go to the dollar store and I ask them, how much is this? Simple pleasures in life. Are you the type of person that listens in on other people's conversations in restaurants? Are you a nosy son of a gun with nothing else to do? Are you out walking your dog looking for an interesting conversation? Are you standing on the ledge of a building, ready to jump, wondering what life is all about? Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Chat Buffet on iTunes, Google, or Spotify. Chat Buffet, the podcast for arbitrary thoughts and everyday observations. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Asha. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Chat Buffet. So, Joe, I have a question for you today. Okay. Have you ever had an embarrassing body noise? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ew. You know what I call that? I what? call that a watery burp. A burp <laughs> is one thing, but a watery one? Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> uh, no, it's never happened to me, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> asking I... a guy this question is like asking, does the sky blue? We were having drinks with a neighbor. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, this sounds and, good already. <laughs> no, no, no. She just got up and she must be 70s to maybe 80. And as okay. she got up, you heard the squeak coming right out of her. And, <laughs> oh, excuse me. And then, and then continued on. You know, it's, it's when you get to be that age. What possible difference could it make? You know, it's, it's something that happens to everyone. You know what? It's that age or any age. It's just that they feel like they're okay with just saying it because it mm-hmm. is a thing. It's a body thing, right? Yeah. And I it's think natural. if you're younger, you're embarrassed by it. When you get older, you're like, okay, everyone does it. No big deal. I think it's where the extremes of age come around as well. Yeah. When you're too the, young or too old. Right? The very young and the very old are oblivious to it. I had my <laughs> father-in-law walking around here and he, oh my God, it was, it was like crop dusting. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But like a baby, you know, it was crop dusting. And then as you get older, you know, it's kind of a joke, you know. I won't name names, <laughs> but there were some teenage boys in my life, and that was his greatest skill. I mean, <laughs> the dude can fart in high C, like like two octaves. <laughs> that is so funny that you say that. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were just updating each other on her kids. And she was saying her kids really, her son is really into music and he's got perfect pitch. He can hear any tone and know exactly what note that is. Wow. And he said he was so good that when his father farted, he could name that pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wonder, Joe, why we have this podcast. Because every time we talk about something, I end up telling you an embarrassing story about myself. So here's my embarrassing story about that whole body noise issue. This is back when I was pregnant. I was pregnant with Vikram. Okay. I was working still, and I hadn't announced to anyone in the office that I was pregnant. So it was probably like four or five months, four months long maybe, something like that. I don't Uh know. And I was standing there talking to this other young man uh, who was not yet married. It's one thing if he was older and already married. I don't think he would have been bothered by my bodily noises. But anyway, I'm sitting there talking to him. And unfortunately, we were in this space in the building that was being renovated. Uh So we just had like a conference room up there. We had a meeting. We walked out of the meeting. I'm talking to him in the hallway. No one else is really around. The whole place is kind of empty. And oh, my God, this noise came out of my body (laughs) that was not hideable 
And plus it echoed because of the space that we were in. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another young gentleman. I felt so embarrassed. And it would have actually been funnier if he just laughed along. Like if he had just laughed, but he pretended not to hear it, which it was oh, he's so being polite. obvious. He's being polite. <laughs> I would have appreciated him just actually laughing. I think that would have been even better than for him to try and pretend like it didn't happen. And like I said, I had not told anyone that I was pregnant yet. If I had, then I would have just said, oops, that's just, you know. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to use the pregnant card one day. <laughs> There's this old story of, of a guy who's visiting a family. It's his girlfriend's family, and he's just building up with gas and just can't excuse himself. And I, I know, maybe if I just leak out a little bit. And, and then, <laughs> oh, my God, that's terrible. The, the mother of the family is like, Fifi, get away from there. Oh, my God. She blamed it on the dog. Oh. And then it happens a second time. <laughs> Beepy, you get out of here. Beat it. Come on. <laughs> and then what happens the third time, she says, damn it, Beepy, get away from there before that man poos on you. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy goes into this restaurant. Oh, really? Fart jokes? And uh, yeah, <laughs> we got fart jokes coming. <laughs> <laughs> this guy goes into a restaurant. After he sits down, he, he feels like he's really got to let one out. But he's like, oh, dang, how am I going to do that? So he's hearing the music, and he's like, you know what? I'll just let it out a little bit at a time um, mm -hmm. with the music, you know? So he's waiting for, like, the loud parts of this, the crescendo, you know? And mm -hmm. he's just, like, letting out a little bit at a time. <laughs> well, the waitress comes over, and she has this, like, really, like, disgusting face on her. He realizes he had headsets on. <laughs> <laughs> something about when you and i are chatting it brings us down to like a third grade level again. i think so <laughs> but another story i mean when i say embarrassing body noises it really can be anything i had a roommate in college she had these like really high-pitched sneezes it wasn't even like right. a sneeze it wasn't like a nachu it was a choo like that but it was really loud and it was really high-pitched oh. so we were in college and we were in a lecture hall and she had to sneeze. And I think it's when she's like trying to hold back the sneeze that it comes out even louder. So mm -hmm. here it is a quiet lecture hall. She's sitting next to me. And she goes, that <laughs> really, really, really loud though. And uh, oh my God, the whole lecture hall just started cracking up because it was yeah, so yeah. high pitched and loud. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Wanda has an incredibly loud sneeze. Like it makes my ears ring. I have some hearing loss that I blame on years of headsets uh, uh -huh. at really music. loud music at very loud levels. Uh huh. Uh huh. She has a little hearing loss. I'd be surprised if it wasn't from her sneezing, because <laughs> I, you know you can't have hearing loss from the own sounds that you make, can it? Oh yeah, of course you can. I guarantee you that she sneezes at, at over one hundred decibels, and it's right <laughs> next. It's your ear is right there. <laughs> Let me tell you, I appreciate a natural sneeze, not one where someone's trying to hold it back. Just like mm. let it out. Ha-choo! Like, like, I think it's a lower pitch. I think when you're trying to hold it back, it's like, heep. Why do you have to engage your vocal cords when you sneeze? It automatically happens. I don't it's know. How, it's however the like, air is coming out of your body, choo, I guess. Choo. I don't know. Do you have to? I think she's trying to swallow it when it comes out really high. I don't think you're engaging your vocal cords. It's sound that's coming out, but it's going through your vocal cords. It's not like you're, I don't know how to explain it. Choo. Can you, are you saying that you can sneeze without a noise? No, the, the noise would be just the wind coming out. I believe 
like your your friend there. Shoo, shoo. There are people who sneeze without saying anything. That's what she does normally. <laughs> See, now that was a watery one. That was a watery sneeze. No, well, no, there was nothing there. Oh, like that. <laughs> but I, it's possible. I mean, I had a guy in, in junior high school. He was my best friend back then, David Yancey. And uh, he was a window rattler when it came to sneezing, but he did it on purpose. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one wanted, of those. Yeah, he wanted to bring the class to a halt. You know? <laughs> it's kind of like when I'm in the car driving with one, and it comes up recently, we had a couple of car rides. She'll get sleepy in the car pretty easily. And I don't mind. I don't mind that she passes out. What I do mind is that, <laughs> you know, by the fifth or sixth one of those, I'm thinking, you're killing me. Just go to sleep already. Wait a second. Why does that bother you? That's a natural sound. It's not a farty noise or a... It's contagious. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's contagious, you didn't give it to me. You did it to yourself. What is yeah. that called? But in Self my head, I was... Self-cages. I was, I was watching Wanda yawn. She'll yawn loudly for minutes at a time before she'll finally pass out. They do say yawning is contagious. Like if you're sitting with a group of yeah. people and one person yawns, yeah. then you'll just by watching them, then you'll feel like you want to yawn. But more so than that, that it's, it's the, the loud yawning. It'll actually start to make me tired. Oh, that, oh. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make me tired, but yeah, it does make me yawn. How about stomach growling? An embarrassing stomach growling? Because that can happen for sure. You yeah, can be sitting in a restaurant. that. If you're sitting in a restaurant and the food hasn't come yet and your stomach goes, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> keep in mind, I was raised by wolves. When, when they found me, I, I could only run around on all fours and howl at the moon. So, you know, stomach growling doesn't bother doesn't me in the least. When my son was, my younger son, Monic, was in, I think he was still in elementary school or something. He had a friend and I knew the mom and the mom would tell me, oh my God, he could do that armpit like farting noise thing <laughs> and he had gotten that down to a science like it didn't take him any effort he could just like that and so of course monica learned that and he was doing that on oh, yeah. command. <laughs> look mom the star spangled banner a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're both knuckle crackers yes we are and sometimes if i'm sitting still for a while and it's cold mm -hmm. i'll just it could be in the middle of a meeting but i'll I'll have oh. to do that just oh, once or yeah, twice. Oh, yeah, you just did it. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, it doesn't man, bother me. Good. Some people, it really bothers them. Like, oh, ee, ah. You know, that yeah. doesn't bother me. To yeah. me, that's not the same as, like, your fingernails on a chalkboard. That I don't mm. like. Mm. But the it knuckle seems, cracking, that doesn't bother me. To see a woman cracking her knuckles, uh, it seems odd to me. You Does know, it really? I, I, you think yeah. it's non-feminine? It's kind of silly, isn't it? But, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, yeah, wow, very interesting. No, yeah. not like that. I mean, the way you did it, it was like a muscle man doing it or something. A well, let's see doing, you do it. Just go like, I, I do, first of all, I do one knuckle at a time. Let me see. No, because the listeners can't see it anyway, so I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> now is the time to go on to the next topic. I want to no, crack my toes stop, first. Stop, what? stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that offline. Oh, I'll okay. give you one crack of toe for one of yours <laughs> you can crack your toes of course <gasps> i want to see that i can do my my big toe without my hands you can just press it up against the the floor and do it yeah i can do that yeah sure you can you're just saying that because i said i could do it I'll, I'll show you right now if you want no but anyway next okay. topic next topic yes
So I read of this trend that people are moving out of their homes and moving into an RV. Because oh, they yeah. figure with COVID and working from home, why do I actually have to be in a physical home? As long as I have internet connection, I could be anywhere. So I might as well enjoy the outdoors. Mm -hmm. So actually they're saying that um, RV sales are way up and mm -hmm. uh, people are wanting to use them as either just a vacation or actually even to move into it. So instead of downsizing into a smaller home, mm -hmm. downsize right into the RV and 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 go about it that way. There's even this thing, it's called hashtag van life. I'll look it up. Before COVID hit, actually, I, I was following a YouTube channel and it was a guy who coached people on how to live out of their vehicles. Mm. Now, it could be a sedan that mm -hmm. someone had taken the passenger seats out of mm -hmm. and put in a cot to sleep on mm -hmm. and then loaded every other square inch of the car with things they needed. See, I've never a, seen the sedan one, but I've seen the minivan one. There's an old lady. That's easy. That's styling, right? But yeah, no, no, I'm yeah. talking about I'm talking about people who uh, live in their vehicles, including a bucket with a bag and kitty litter to uh, pull in. Oh, oh. It's rough, isn't it? Yeah. But the people who lived in their cars didn't have a lot of other choice. But the nice thing about it is that you can drive it to a warm weather location right. and a very pretty warm weather location. Sure. Typically, people who live in their cars or vans or RVs, and that's their residence, mm -hmm. they wind up wintering in Arizona mm -hmm. and summering in Colorado. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the nice thing about it is you can do that for about two or three hundred dollars rent a year. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's a national park. Yeah. The only limitation they put on you is that you have to move it every two weeks. So at the end of two weeks, you have to move to the next national park. Right. Right. In, in that state. And there are dozens and dozens oh, in each state. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. So if you're at a national park, then you're not even paying for like if you're at a KOA, you're paying per day for yeah. a spot there. Right. And those spots could be up to like a hundred plus dollars, hundred fifty, two hundred dollars for a KOA right. overnight spot. I was actually thinking more of there's that show HGTV. They have something called um small homes. Oh yeah. And so they customize a home build for you. Yeah. And they I mean, they deck it out. And it's one thing to see a single person doing it or even maybe a couple. I've seen a there was a family, a family of five people, so three kids and two parents that were doing that small home thing. I thought, oh my mm. gosh, how the hell do you do that? Five people in a small home like that, you're hoping there's no odd body noises going on there. <laughs> Tying that back. <laughs> Whoa. There was a woman that they spotlighted on this YouTube channel that had like a 35 foot RV. Mm -hmm. And she was she was a widow, mm -hmm. but she really enjoyed the life and she would never go back to actually living in a house. Wow. Her RV actually had a bathtub in it. Oh, my Not gosh. A full size one, but enough where you can you can Sit soak in yourself in. And uh, she enjoyed that with a candlelight, a glass of wine, some nice music. Well, uh, just like you said that, um, that show that they have with the little houses, they interview the people that want those homes because they're custom building it for you. And there was all, there's always this one feature that they're looking for that you mm -hmm. think you should not normally have in a small home. So it's some kind of extensive thing. Like someone was really into surfing. So he had like seven or ten surfboards. Where the heck do you keep something like that in a tiny little home? Well, they created a little nook underneath the home. So it was like this little pull-out slide thing. So he was mm -hmm. actually able to use all of them. And they did it so they anchored it off on the side on the outside. Mm 
So it actually looked decorative. Uh. So they were very creative about how to incorporate something like that. But yeah, people do some really interesting, cool things with that. I'd like to try it for a while. I've only rented an RV once, and it was uh, essentially last winter. Oh, and yes. we were going up to New England. It was, uh, we had quasi-success. We, we had a puppy well, dog with then us. Then again, and... you went north in the winter. Hello. <laughs> uh, what's when my idea? When I was idea. talking to Juan, I was like, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finding... We talk about craziness. Like, are you really going to do that? You all these campgrounds were closed. closed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were all closed. I, and we, we had tracked one down that wasn't answering the phone, but on the on the website, it said it was open. And we we were pulling. No, it looks closed. I, I, I was into the driveway and going very slowly. And when that first tire hit the ice, it just very slowly did a 180 and slid oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. 30, 30 feet down the driveway. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And it was bitter cold. We didn't break anything, but the guy uh, came out with his capons. What do you call it? Basically, crampons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, spikes on his on his yeah, shoes, yeah. and he, even with those, he was sliding around a little bit. It, it took us about another two hours. They're before... actually called micro spikes. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The crampons are what you use, like when you go ice mountain climbing type of thing. Ah. Uh, but if you're just hiking I... or something like that, you can call. You can use these uh, micro spikes. Oh yeah, yeah. It was hours before they stopped traffic, and and the tow truck got us out of there, and it was it was just a, that whole just story sounded crazy. I think I might have actually even called Wanda while you guys were in the middle of it because she was she said she was in the vehicle and you were outside trying to figure out what the heck is going on i don't know yeah. if i caught her right then or soon after that but she said asha i gotta get going because someone's coming and i need to find out how to get us out of this i just thought wanda <laughs> only you can get yourself into a situation like that <laughs> crazy crazy but anyway i like small, to try it in small warm camper. weather anyway yeah the small camper idea i thought that was a cool idea but another cool place that i stayed in once this was many many years ago i was out in Washington State, and mm -hmm. instead of getting a hotel or Airbnb, well, it wasn't called Airbnb; it was just called a B&B in those days. Yeah. Uh, we stayed on this thing. It was a boat B&B, so you actually oh. stayed on the boat, but it was a B&B, so bed and breakfast. Was it a really big boat? Uh, it probably housed about maybe five couples. I was there oh. with my girlfriend, and we stayed on this boat. She lived out there in Seattle, and so she was the one that knew about it and figured it out and, and organized it. But it was really just very, very cool to be out on a boat like that. And it was very, very tight quarters. You had very small, sure. limited space to sleep. But you came out, and there was this open area, the center hall. They had like a mini library there. They served you breakfast out there. So we were there for, I would say, like five or six days. So the really? first two days, it was great. And then the third day, I got up. And I looked out the window, and there was a completely different view. I didn't realize that the boat turned around in the middle of that. Ah. Uh, so like, oh. you were attached to a mooring ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the wind just shifted. Uh, no, I think they, they actually turn it every couple of days or something. No, I think so. You think it's the wind that shifted it? Yeah, if you're attached to a ball, the only thing that's keeping you on one side is a very slight breeze. Oh, and if okay, the wind okay. shifts, then right. you're looking at the other direction. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But that sounds cool. Do you remember what, what kind of a boat? It was, it was a motorboat. I have no idea. This was definitely 30 years ago or longer. Yeah. Statute of limitations yeah, has expired. Yeah, Didn't yeah, have a mast brain. for a sale. <laughs> oh, yeah.
Um, no, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I just thought it was think, a cool concept, and I thought I had a great time on it. It was definitely a lot of fun. Was it as as expensive as a hotel? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Probably so as expensive as a bed and breakfast. Yeah. But breakfast yeah. was included, which was nice. It wasn't like a big to do, but, you know, coffee and juice and a continental breakfast or something like that. Right. I was young, like fun. footloose and fancy free. <laughs> I doubt that you were ever fancy free. <laughs> oh, so should I take I, offense to that? <laughs> I can no. be fancy free. <laughs> I know you can be footloose after you crack your toes. <laughs> All right, on to the next topic, you. So this is going to be something where I have to ask you a question. It's female to male. Do you ever notice fashion trends? Only the ones I really hate. <laughs> That's an honest answer. Yeah. Like that whole thing with the dresses that the hems are cut diagonally. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Oh, really? Mm -mm. That's so funny mm -mm. that you said that. Again, a story that just reminded me when you said that angled hemline thing. I don't know if you remember. Back in the 80s, there was a time, and I don't remember what singer started this. It was like this balloon skirt thing. So it like bubbled on the bottom. What? It wasn't a trend for very long. There was a name to it, and I can't remember. But that's the way I'm going to describe it. It was a bubbled skirt on the bottom. It looked bubbled like it was filled outward. with air. Yeah. Like oh, my God. It was the goofiest I'm, thing. I'm glad that died it a quick death. It was really, death. really goofy. Yeah, that did die a quick death. But, but, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, men's suits, they were odd looking. They were kind of had a collars that were kind of straight down and rode high. Oh, okay, okay. And I... I have to believe that uh, these differentiations are made by clothing manufacturers to sell more clothes. Absolutely. Were, I thought they were ugly. Yep. In a year or two, people would look at you as, as outdated. Dressed or, ridiculously. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So whenever yeah. a new trend comes out, I always think it's ugly. And then finally mm. I get to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's kind of okay. So then you get, you know, clothes in that style and then that style goes out. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. This is many, many years ago. Now, I'm not usually like a fashion magazine peruser. And obviously, it was many years ago. I think it was Madonna that came out with these really tight pants that ended right below the knees. And they were like the leggings, yeah. you know, the, like the jogger style. And when she came up in that picture, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so ugly. But, I mean, look at that. Years later, it's still something that people wear. It's ugh. Constantly. I was in a crowd with young people in these black spandex pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. the girls were wearing them. <laughs> but <Bada -bum>. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was younger and I was working in the corporate world, I would see older women come in and wear these trendy like clothes, but they weren't exactly nailing the look. <laughs> mm. And I was just like, what are you trying to do? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And so now as I am probably in the age category that I was judging other people. Now I think like, does it make sense to try and keep up with the trends? Just wear something that you're comfortable in and that you're okay with. I think it would look uh, ridiculous if I tried to wear certain trends that are coming out. Maybe well, maybe it has to be a modified version of something else. I don't know. So, some of them are, are absolutely geared towards uh, young people and they shouldn't be approached by middle-aged or later. No, exactly. I have to say this. Um, I'm a fan of spandex pants. I think any <laughs> you like wearing think, them. You just you feel sexy in them. Right. I think any any red blooded American man would be right. But if you're double your ideal body weight, lady, don't, don't do that. I don't think uh, that. I think if if hey if 
if you're young and you're a hip, but you're out of shape or whatever it might be, WBMW, BMI, go ahead. Who the hell cares? If that's something you enjoy, if you want to wear your hair purple, I, you know, again, male, female thing. Okay. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. I could care less. I think where I draw the line is if you're showing too much skin and it's not, I mean, I don't like showing a lot of skin for anyone. I just don't mm. think it's appropriate in a public situation. Like it's okay about, if you have a bathing suit on and you're at a beach or you're at a pool, but right. why would you wear like a top that is like a bathing suit top when you're out somewhere else? How about what kind of look on a man would you say you find hard to look at? For instance, a 75-year-old wrinkly tanned man with a pot belly in a Speedo. Ab you just nailed it right there. You just nailed it right there. <laughs> I took a trip out to New York. And what's that uh, beach out there, Far Rockaway or something like that? Where Coney, mm -hmm. Coney Island, that area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, my gosh. It was like a warm day that came out like in the middle of October, something like that. But this was years ago. And there was this man that walked by, a hairy old man. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was really fat or anything, but he had no right to be wearing that darn Speedo. <laughs> and he, I mean, we were in the beach area, but he was on boardwalk. He wasn't actually on the sand. So no, put some clothes on. I've seen that there. And I was in Miami one time, same thing years and years ago. Old man riding his bike down the middle of the road with the Speedo uh. on, on a bike. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually owned one once. <laughs> okay, well, but, wear it, but you wear it on the beach, wear it at a pool. Yeah, well, I got I got talked into it by my my ex wife. I wore it, I wore it to a couple of beaches and also sunbathing, working <laughs> on a tan up on the roof of our apartment house. Did any helicopters fly over? Uh, no, so. Uh, pre-drone days thankfully <laughs> i heard uh this was years ago again kate middleton was same thing sunbathing and the drones caught pictures of her not scantily clad no clad <laughs> she yeah. had no clothes on none at all none at all not not just topless no i think she had no clothes on at all that's what i think yeah. it was an old story from a long time ago prior to the years when she had a baby probably but anyway, yeah. fashion That's is one of, of those things that does change. You know, when you're younger, you want to be hipper, cooler. It's more important for you to be in fashion. I don't know. As I get older, I don't really care. I just kind of rock that classic T-shirt look. They don't change <laughs> from year to year very much, you know. <laughs> Easier for you guys, for sure. True. I don't go to many places where I have to worry about the latest fashion trends. I think there's yeah. such a huge difference between men and women in terms of fashion and what's important. Even from the time when they're young kids, I remember having boys, you know, when they were babies. You go yeah. into a store and you go into the baby section, 75%, if not 80%, is all little girls' clothes. And maybe mm. like a, a back small corner is for boys' clothes. And that's too bad. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. It starts when they're young that it starts that way. Yeah. And then it just kind of escalates that way. You're imparting that, that message on the girl. My little daughter, and she's a darling young woman now, uh -huh. we had her in overalls. We had her in jeans and T-shirts. I mean, her mother would put floofy stuff on it. She couldn't stand dresses. She'll wear some occasionally now. I don't think she really worries about the latest fashion trends. I guess it, maybe it depends on your lifestyle, your interests, what you're doing, what your hobbies are. Like, you know, if you're like the outdoors person, you're constantly... I swear, nowadays, every time I do laundry, the only thing that comes out are... 
like exercise pants, hiking pants, like my tennis mm-hmm. clothes. Those, those, I'm not wearing like formal stuff at all anymore. There's a rule in this house. Never, ever run the spandex pants or sports bras through, through the, the dryer. dryer. No, 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 no. I just took out the last load I put in, and there must have been a half dozen of them. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Each, oh, oh, my God. Oh, no. She, she's going to kill me. <laughs> sometimes, I'll let sometimes, throw clothes into the washer, but I'm like, do not go near that dryer because I need to check that. <laughs> sometimes after they come out of the dryer, I'll hang them on a clothes rack. Just to, to stretch let, them out a little bit? No, 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 just to let her think that I actually dried it. (laughs) Don't tell her. So I have another topic for you. Mm -hmm. Batteries. My next topic is about batteries. Do you buy branded batteries like Duracell, Energizer? Do you think they're actually any better than the non-branded ones? I don't come across a lot of batteries other than Duracell or EverReady. I come across Kodak occasionally, and I wanted to see what they were like, so I went online and I checked out the reviews, and they were horrible. They're horrible, yeah. Yeah, they last like three quarters as long, and there are a lot of people who said so. Occasionally, you get an outlier that that has a bad review, but most people believe them to be inferior. Now, I'm sure you've seen those dollar stores around, you know, Mm -hmm. they're all over the place. You go into Mm -hmm. a dollar store, they sell batteries in there. Batteries are generally very, very expensive. And if they're going to sell them at a dollar store, you got to wonder, like, how good are they going to be? Well, you want to check the expiration date, number one. They have decent expiration dates. I just think there's something in the manufacturing that they're doing on a cheap side. So they're not going to last as long. They're not name brand batteries, right? They're not name brand. Yeah. Like Rayovac used to be a cheap brand, but now I think their reputation has gone up. Like you think of generally Duracell, Energizer, you know, those types of things. Most of them have catchphrases in their advertising along the lines of nothing lasts longer than our brand right because they're all the same but i don't think they are actually the same so i think it's very weird very strange i've had batteries in a toy or in a game that have lasted for years i got to tell you this really weird story so my older son is 22 years old this is when he was just maybe a year old i got this tonka toy truck I'm sure it required batteries and I would have put batteries in it. It's one of those things that as you move it or you you move the boon or something else on it, it starts talking to you. I've had that toy in the basement because it's like a nice Tonka toy. It's like a Mm -hmm. nice little sturdy thing. And it's really cute the way it like talks to you in the closet, in the back of the closet. The other day when I was going in that closet to clean out something and I'm going to save that toy for him, for his grant, for his kid, something, some part in that thing moved. And it's talked to me. Oh, and we're talking like 10 years after it was last played with? Way longer than that. This is an infant toy. My son yeah. is 22 years old and it's still talking. This toy no. is still talking. No. I thought that was the strangest thing. And it wasn't like a really faint sound that was just like fading away. It literally like I could hear it talking. Somebody replaced those batteries. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. That, uh, that is my one story, and I have another story for you. Before you go on, uh-huh. if you want to save that toy for a grandchild one day. I should take day, the battery out. Yeah, otherwise it'll, it'll leak the acid it'll all corrode. over the contacts. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. So I had a travel alarm clock. Again, this is going back in the day when you actually, and I did a lot of traveling when I first got out of college and I had my first job. I was going from place to place and I needed a travel alarm clock. It was this tiny little thing, compact. It has a little cover that flips closed. And then when you open it up, it folds in the reverse. So it kind of tense up. 
and then you I've can got two of those. It, yeah, I can put it right next to my nightstand and I can see the time. Mm -hmm. Same thing with that travel alarm clock. I don't even know where I bought it. I probably bought it like at a Target or something like that. But that thing lasted forever without me ever changing the batteries. Hmm. Yes. My, I've got two of those clocks. And earlier this year, the batteries just died. I'm thinking they were keeping the right time for about five or six years. So they don't use a lot of power. They don't. Yeah. It would yeah. be those little coin batteries that are in there. Yeah. CR2025. Yeah. It's the same like quarter size batteries that they use on car fob. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Right. But there's so many different numbers in there, like watches inside of a watch is so many different little battery right. things in there. I have a, a home alarm system. I have to replace the batteries and it'll beep on me. And the beeping mm. is just so annoying. It's like, oh my God, let me hurry up and replace that damn beeping. And so I didn't have the appropriate uh, battery. So I had to run out to the store and get it. And there is a, a CVS near me. I went mm -hmm. out to get these batteries and I just needed to get the problem dealt with. I was going back home and I knew I'd be home for a couple of hours and I did not want to listen to that beeping noise. So mm -hmm. I just ran over to the CVS. These batteries were $20. Wow. $20. There's no reason for that. Can you believe that? And I had run out of all of them. So I bought two packs. So $40 I spent on batteries yesterday. And this alarm thing that I have requires two batteries. So I spent $40 on batteries yesterday. Wow. CR-123s at a CVS. They look like a shortened version of a AA. Oh, yeah. A little bit more stout. They're a little shorter and a little fatter. A little, yeah. little shorter, a little fatter. That's what they look like. But they're yeah, the lithium yeah, yeah. ones. They're yeah. the lithium they're, ones. They're a lot of money. They, yeah. they are a lot of money. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I, I like really going pissed. into all batteries or batteries are yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I go in and I... Do you sell batteries here? <laughs> I go to the dollar store and I ask them, how much is this? <laughs> <laughs> Simple pleasures in life. Doesn't take much to make us laugh. All right. Next topic here. I got to ask you, do you believe in the mind-body connection, like a mind over matter? Are you talking about psychosomatic symptoms or? Yeah, it could be that. Psychosomatic symptoms or even talking yourself out of something that you might have, whether it's a, a fear, a pain, uh, whatever. Well, the science is well documented on how stress can bring on physiological ills to the body. Well, that's widely known. The stress can bring on these bodily symptoms, then can you meditate or pray or do whatever you do to kind of calm yourself down and get rid of that symptom? Yeah, you can't meditate your way out of cancer, but there are a lot of stress-related What's to say you can't? Ills. So my question is like, okay, so you do believe in it, but you just, you're saying that you can't do it to it that extent. It has limitations. It has limitations, okay. I believe that through meditation, you can probably, to some extent, reduce your blood pressure if there are ills that are plaguing you because of stress and it could manifest itself in the way of hives or rashes or headache, I think that meditating can help with that. So it could be meditating. It can talk, talk yourself in or talk yourself out of something. I got to say yes to both. And I think the mind has a lot more power and capabilities than we've come to know scientifically. I'm not saying that I'm going to try and prove it or anything, but you said about cancer. And actually I did read a book about this lady that had cancer and had this near-death experience and got out of it 
I don't know if that would be called mind over matter, though. That'll have to be a different topic to talk about. But yeah, there is an actual story and there's a book. And But how did she get past her cancer? Was it faith-based or something? What is it called? The name of the book is called Dying to Live or something like that. Uh, no, I don't know if it was faith, but she had this near-death experience while she was basically on her deathbed in the hospital. Yeah. Racked with cancer, her whole body had like basically shut down and something happened. And when she had this experience, her body just took a complete turnaround and transformed itself almost without any external benefits. Taking this on a more simple basis, when I asked you that question, I do things like I'm not a great downhill skier, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay. I know when I started back in high school skiing, I would go down a hill and sometimes you're going and you're and you're doing something. You're like, I'm in the middle of it. I can't get out of it. I just got to do the make the best of it. So yeah. I would literally like talk to myself as I'm going down the hill, giving myself like a pep talk almost like I know right. I could do this. Oh, take that turn. I turn it this way. Like I, I'm, I'm like kind of dialoguing myself through it. Mm -hmm. So is that like mind over matter? Like I'm I'm saying I can do it. So I actually do it. There's things like that. That could be one way of, of making that connection. I think of mind body connection more in terms of what you can. I mean, for instance, Scott had a concussion once when he was playing football or wrestling. I forget which. Mm -hmm. He's there in the hospital and he's got all these monitors on him. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, mom, watch this. I can make the alarms go off just by holding my breath. I know from wearing my Fitbit right. that I can just look at it and raise my pulse up and down just by thought alone. Really? So I've yeah. always thought when I go into a doctor's office and they tell you to, you know, when they put the cuff around your arm to do the blood pressure thing, I don't know why. I feel like I must be holding my breath when they do that. And yeah. I think they're going to get a wrong reading. I'm like, how do I act normal when I go in there? <laughs> okay, pretend I don't know it's there. Like, just breathe normal, act normal, think normal. I don't know. Just ignore this thing that's squeezing your arm. <laughs> squeezing the hell out of like an anaconda or something like that. Well, unfortunately, Joe, another episode of the Chat Buffet is over for now. It was great chatting with you, Joe. And you, Asha. Looking forward to our next chat. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for decompressing with us today. Also, feel free to share the link with your friends and family and talk about these topics amongst yourselves. Meet you at the next Chat Buffet, a place where friendly conversation is served up on a regular basis.